everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Learning the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. The Who are you, Aaron? The conceit of the show is... <laughs> Who are you? I am a veteran romance reader and... I'm a little virgin. <laughs> Not really. I kind mean, of a virgin. Well, yeah, I'm a virgin, this. yeah, to some of these tropes. It's... um. It's hard every week to continue saying you're virgin because I feel like you are getting more and more and knowing more and more about the genre. It's hard to say that you're still a virgin, but yeah. you're, you're kind of not. Um, I was talking to a friend this weekend who listens to the podcast and she was just hysterical laughing. She's like, you know so much about romance and it's shocking. We have never even spoken about it, but like the depth and breadth of your knowledge is shocking to me every episode. And I'm like, well, there's a lot to know. I wonder well, how you love something. Yeah, I wonder how many people feel that same way. That I know too much. Well, no, that they. <laughs> I think there are people who think I don't know enough. No, that's true. But I mean, I think like romance readers who know so much about it, but yeah. don't talk to uh, talk about it to other people. I bet it's a lot because there is like a weird secret shame I think with romance too. So I think there's probably a lot of people who are just very into the genre, and then have whole aspects of their lives that just aren't aware of it yeah which we are i think with this podcast trying to help eliminate bust it wide open yeah go talk to your best friend about romance totally and Say, yeah. i read these and they're great and you should read them too mm-hmm. and even if you don't want to read them don't shame me for what i love exactly <laughs> it's great well tonight we i went to a fun event at the strand that was a great um segue yeah but uh, <laughs> it's even better when you call it out. Yeah, I went. It was, I went to an event, um, and it was called Romance and Sex Positivity, and it was at the Strand, which is a bookstore here in New York City. It was great, and it was eight authors, which is I always like going to those because there's always the authors that I know that I'm excited to see, but then I always end up with new authors that I really like, and one of them she writes Wolf Shifter books. And I'm obsessed with her now. She was so funny. She was so good. Maria Vale is her name. So she writes a series. Her newest book is called The Last Wolf. We're going to be reading it. I already have decided. We're going to add it to the list because it's good. This episode is coming out to you a little bit early, too. So Merry Christmas to all who are celebrating. It's for your, it's for, it's something to listen to while you travel. Mm -hmm. While you're on your Greyhound bus, you're on your uh, Virgin. Is Virgin still an airline? No. 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 Well, unless you're flying internationally, in which case, ooh la la. Oh, yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> this person I made up. Who gets to fly a virgin <laughs> to another country. Who I'm mad at now. <laughs> but yeah, whatever you're doing, if you're driving, yeah. plug in your phone and listen to this. You're in the backseat of a car. You don't love the people you're driving with. So you just have one of the wireless earbuds in and you're just like nodding every once in a while. Pretend, we got gotcha. you. Yeah. We're here. Do you find Christmas to be a particularly sexy time? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily sexy, but mm-hmm. I, I find it romantic. You do? Yeah. I think I, I think uh, having Christmas with uh, somebody you love is very romantic. I don't know if it's necessarily sexy. Okay. It doesn't get me horny. Because all those Hallmark movies, nobody's fucking in those. No, they're so chaste. It's like yeah. they're, they're all smooth down there. In those movies. There's a bunch of Barbie dolls. Yeah. Bumping up against each other. I feel like a ton of people always get engaged over Christmas, which I find terrifying. Terrifying in what way? I never, ever wanted to be proposed to. And then um, 
But my husband, <laughs> I was like, is this a life experience that you're going to feel bad if you miss out on? He was like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm getting proposed to. And then ultimately, I'm very happy that we did. But for some reason, since I was a little girl, like the idea of being asked a major question at any moment, you don't know when it's going to happen. And then also having it in front of people really made me nervous. Oh, so so how would you have liked it to happen then? The you, way it did happen, like the way it did happen was like we, we were on a weekend away. It was just the two of us. There, it was like a special moment. It was lovely. I had a burger after and went to a bookstore. <laughs> My best night. But if it wasn't a proposal, you wanted to be married, right? I mean, you wanted yeah, to get married totally. to somebody. So if, if they weren't going to propose to you, what would have been the circumstance? It would have been like, oh, our, we're engaged now. So you wake up, you got a ring on your finger and you don't know how it happened. No, we talk, we talk about it as like grown adults and then we get, and then we say, oh, now we're engaged. And then we just move forward from that moment. Oh, so it's a discussion more than anything. Yeah. Okay. That's not very romantic. Maybe not. I don't like a surprise proposal. I, I, other people do. I find it nice if that's something you're interested in, but I think I was always nervous about the attention maybe. So like the idea of doing it in front of all of your extended family just would make me nervous. Oh, like when they do it at uh, everybody gets together at dinner and then the boyfriend pops the question or the partner pops the question that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that being a little uncomfortable. Yeah, it makes me nervous. Well, good that it was a good experience. It was. I'm going to make it as awkward for my uh, wife as possible. Like on a Jumbotron. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It'll be like the proposal. Yeah. Hopefully she'll say yes. No, she'll probably. You can't have, like that's uh, that's great. That would be a nightmare for somebody to say no, right? But this thing, if you're going to do a big public proposal, you need to make sure that person is into a big public proposal. It's got to be a slam dunk because I feel you have to have no shadow of a doubt. Like this is exactly what they want. Otherwise, don't do a flash mob jumbotron. No, it's Who horrible. Want that? I can't imagine. And it does seem at that stage to also be more about the asker than the ASCII, mm-hmm. which is not a great foot to step up off. No. Of. So, but you, do you find, so do you find Christmas to be romantic or sexy? No. You don't. You think it's a, what's a sexy holiday? And other than like Valentine's Day isn't really even sexy. Is there a holiday that's sexy? Fourth of July is kind of sexy. Everyone's in like bikinis. It's hot outside. You aren't with your family. Yeah, you're a little drunk. Everyone's a little drunk. You're eating good food. You probably buy a pool at some stage. Like, Fourth of July is pretty sexy. Yeah, I could see that. You can't also have a bad Fourth of July. Uh, are you a fireworks fan? Yeah, are you not? No. You're such a golden retriever of a person. What? You see them <laughs> once and that's it. What, what? What's new in fireworks? Come up with a new They're innovation. Diff- they innovate constantly. Uh, Are you kidding they me? They innovate constantly yeah, in fireworks. Fireworks, it's always Name inno- an innovation. It's nothing but innovation. They go- it's nothing <laughs> but innovation. So it's Apple, yeah. Google, Amazon, and then firework makers at the top. At the top. Yeah. T- yeah of innovators. Sure. Yeah. They're just, they're just, they're seven fingers and innovating all day. Oh my gosh. So Elon Musk is like, you know, I want to send uh, people to space uh, for vacation. But what I really want to do is get into that, uh, that uh, uh, firework space because that's where the innovation's happening. He knows that he's not ready for it. <laughs> he's too much innovation. He, he's like, I need to work myself up. Like, I think when he's in his 60s, 70s, he's going to go into fireworks. So be like, I, I feel I have the seasoned personality for fireworks. Now. I have the experience. Yeah. 
God, that's insane that you think that fireworks have changed at all since we were children. You're joking me if you like, have you just not seen a fireworks since you were seven? <laughs> I've seen I've seen enough fireworks displays for my whole entire life. I can't be true. Uh, name one, just really quick, name one innovation. They change color now? <laughs> were they in black and white when you were a child? No, but it was one color. Now they're more than one color. <laughs> That's not an innovation. That is an innovation because it wasn't that before. Now it's that. I guess. You they know spell what? shit out. Okay, but th- they couldn't do that before? No. Oh, my gosh. It's exciting. <laughs> and sexy. <laughs> All right, okay. Innovation is sexy, I guess. Innovation is sexy. Yeah. I don't think Christmas is that sexy. Although, while you were sleeping, one of my favorite movies takes place over Christmas. So now, am I going to amend everything? Maybe. That was great. Well, is Halloween sexy? Yeah. Because of the costumes? Yeah, the costumes. There's a bit of mystery. I think you end up, like, whenever you somebody puts on a costume that they get to choose, I feel like it, it shows you a little bit about their personality and how they want to show themselves to the world. So I think it could be really interesting to see that aspect of people. And then that is always sexy. And then who you're attracted to when you're putting on this other persona could be something really fun. And yeah, I think Halloween's pretty sexy. Yeah, it could be sexy. Yeah. I always get nervous around Halloween. Why? I don't like masks. I don't like people walking around with masks on and stuff. I don't love it either, but is there a holiday that you like? Christmas. Okay. I love Christmas. So Christmas is your holiday. That's my holiday. And everything else kind of pales. There's nothing else that I really like. Fourth of July, I don't like because that means school is going to come back in session. Yeah, that's hard. And I can't get over that. I would never get over it. <laughs> I hated school. You have a month left. Yeah. I'm, I'm dreading. As soon as, as soon as like July starts, I'm, I was dreading the school year. What a morose child you must have been. <laughs> My life is full of dread. It is. Let's talk about... What we read this week. Oh, yeah. So I decided to pick, because you, since we, this podcast was just a twinkle in our eyes, Mm -hmm. you have been wanting Shifter. And this won't be our last Shifter, just in case anyone's nervous. But I thought, what better time to give you your Shifter that you've been asking for than as a Christmas present? So this week, we read Buck Me for Christmas by Anya Nolan. Let's judge a cover. What did you think? I mean... I love it. So the top of it is a man with a nice, uh, like, chiseled, hairy chest. Mm-hmm. And a woman nuzzled uh, into it. Uh, and she's pressing her breasts together, um, showing off some cleave. And then there's just a reindeer looking off in the distance. <laughs> he doesn't seem sexy. He just seems uninvolved. I think he's sexy. Okay. He's watching something. He's protecting. I think he's sexy. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's not deceptive in any way. You're getting what you get. Yeah. I think it's a great cover. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's, it's wa- Christmassy. There's so much going on with it, too. It's fantastic. There's like a kind of a red ribbon behind mm-hmm. uh, the buck me. But uh, it's, it's all in the kind of Christmas script, which is good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good cover. I think it's a great cover. So, what was this book about, Clayton? A, this is a book. You're well, it's a, no, a book. no, it's a novella. <laughs> it is a novella. It's about Riley, who's our main character, a woman who her boyfriend stole 
the money that her and him raised for charity to buy mm. kids presents and ran off with some hoe bag uh, around Christmas. Devastating. So she's driving in her Jeep and gets in a crash and falls into a lake. She goes through the ice and then she's rescued by a reindeer that shifts into a man. He runs back to his cabin with her like 17 miles or something crazy. Oh, no, it's like five miles. It's a long way. Yeah. They fuck. Mm -hmm. And then that's pretty much it. The thing about this book, though, too, is it felt like every other called a book called a pamphlet. (laughs) It was 100 pages. This novella. I started reading it and said, you have 10 minutes left. (laughs) I was like, really? Oh, cool. It did, this novella did feel like every other chapter was missing. Uh-huh. Like, I felt like I was constantly like, I'm missing something. Yeah. It was odd, because it was like, and I read novellas, I like novellas, I read novellas all the time, and I feel like they're more of like a complete story, and this just, I was like, why does, because the hero's name is Blitz. Okay, yeah. Blitz uh. Frost. <laughs> I mean, so the conceit of it also is that he's one of Santa's reindeer. But he never comes out and says it. He just does that thing that is the most annoying thing a person can do is when you say something and they like hint at having like more information. But then they're like, oh, I'm not going to tell you. And you're like, well, then then fuck you. Then you should have said anything. Yeah. Because he's like my our boss, Nick, he's really we're really busy this time of year. And he has nine brothers and it's all the reindeer. So he's a reindeer that can turn into a man and they deliver presents using a jet. It's not a sled. It's like an actual plane. And they act as men when they're dropping off gifts. So what is going on in this universe? Well, because he's a shifter. He's not a reindeer who can turn into a man. He's a man that can turn into a reindeer. There's a difference. Yeah. So he was was born as a man. Uh Uh-huh. And then he could turn into a... I don't understand how this works. That, I think, was my confusion. Is that, are they retconning the story of the reindeer? Right. That the reindeer aren't reindeer. They're all, Santa got people together that are all shifters to work for him. Right. So why even, why do they have to be reindeer? Because that's the myth. But, they, but, but like, then, are you saying in practical terms? Yeah, I'm talking about why do they all have to be reindeer if they can be men when they, they, they they're not pulling his sled? They're driving a jet. I don't think they ever confirm that he's not pulling the sled. What if he picks her up on a big plane at the end? Remember? But is he flying that plane or he just has the plane? That's the plane that they deliver um. presents with. And their last name is Frost. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all last name is Frost. Who's Fro- Frost? Is that a joke? What do you mean? Well, is it like when the Ramones all name themselves Ramones? No, they're brothers. They're oh, nine brothers. They're nine brothers who are men who can all shift into reindeer. Yes, because I'm sure their parents were also reindeer shifters. Oh God, and so I'm so confused as to then what. So Santa Claus, Nick. Is their boss. And uncle. And uh, <laughs> So is he a shifter? Can he become a reindeer? I think he becomes Is Santa that the Claus. assumption? 
he's a man that turns into sin. That's not. Did you understand like why how confusing yeah. this is? I think that you're putting a, a level of thought into it that nobody else ever has. They are they help with delivering presents every year. There's nine of them. They that's that's what they do. Well, then the thing too is at the end. So since they uh, her bad boyfriend stole all her money and all the money that was going to go to the kids for presents, Blitz surprises her by getting all these presents and giving them to the kids or going to deliver them to the kids. So you're telling me that they skipped over these orphans beforehand until she mentioned them. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, well, I want to make sure to take care of them. What were you doing before this? What is the system of giving out presents in this world? Yeah, that's true. Right? It's that bizarre. Yeah. That, because if you're going to have that level of magic, then everybody gets presents. And then he was sent to Idaho to cool off and chill out because he was getting burned out. Mm-hmm. He was upset because he wasn't at work. Yeah. What did you think of this? Because I had never read a Shifter book either, but I feel like I know more about just Shifter stuff in general, just from like knowing stuff. I don't think I thought about the logistics as much as like the reindeer and how it all works. I did think it was weird that like if Santa Claus does exist, like he shouldn't have to be told to give presents to orphans. It seems like that should be like first on the list. Yes. But... My thing was it is this like if this is going to be like a an erotic novella, I thought the sex was not enough. Like there needed to be more of it or the sex they had had to be better. And I didn't love how they were like pretending they weren't going to have sex because if like you're both hot and single and you're in a cabin in Idaho, like, fuck, like, why not? I thought shifters would be different. I what is so. I was into shifters because I, I, I guess I thought. <laughs> what did you think? Why well, I, I thought she, at some point she was going to fuck a reindeer. Oh, they don't fuck in the human when they're in their animal. Well, side. then why does it? Why be a shifter then? What's the point? Like, well, what's erotic about this person could be a reindeer, but they're not a reindeer while I'm fucking them? I guess I get the wolf thing more than the reindeer. Reindeer is kind of goofy. Mm. If it was a guy who could turn into a wolf. And then turn into a man, that's like sexy. But a reindeer, and I know it's supposed to be goofy, but it wasn't goofy enough. I think the thing normally with shifters, because normally with shifters, it's wolves, bears, leopards. It's like um, apex predators. Yes, those kind of like feral, very aggressive. And they normally have like a faded mate situation. So that adds to it where it's like. They have to convince some woman to be with them. And also a lot of times then they are embodying some of the characteristics of the animal that they become. And so like that's kind of sexy because like a man wolf, that, that's sexy. That was my thing about shifters. I guess I need a real shifter. I don't yes. – th- this can't be my first shifter. It was your first shifter and I apologize you didn't have a good first time. But I will Can make it, it count? up to you. Can, does it count? Can I make it not count? Yeah. I have the right to say this – this is not this. I want I want my cherry picked by a better shifter. OK. OK. This is a novella. So every. Yes. So you'll have a shifter book. And that's my first. Yeah. OK. Good. I do think people shifters. It's way too big of a subgenre for it not to be good for there not to be really good shifter books. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening and you have a shifter book that you really think we need to read, let us know. I feel like we need to read something of hers that is. A book. This work 
just really didn't resonate with me. No. And I think I had a confusion about shifters. I was like, what's the point of having a shifter if there's not like, you know, you wake up and next to a reindeer. Yeah, I guess. And then you jerk him a little. <laughs> I don't know what you're like, do you, to do. Like, I don't want to watch a woman fuck a bear, though. No, I don't want to watch a woman fuck a bear. I, I, but but what if he starts out as a bear and then turns into the man halfway through? Not halfway through, but... are through, you making out with a bear? Like, just logistics. You're, like, petting it. You're, like, rubbing its tummy and stuff. And then it turns into a man. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like, if you had a wolf... I would want to pet a wolf, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and you pet a wolf. That's what I'm thinking. Because it doesn't work for every animal. It's not like you're going to have, like, a ostrich or something. Like, right. you want to have a... a, a a wolf is the perfect one because you can stroke it and, and pet it and stuff, and then it gets all riled up and turns into a guy that's got a big, huge heart on, and then you have sex with it. Yeah. Ah, that's that's the dream. Mm-hmm. That's the dream for sure. And I think that's why the reindeer didn't didn't do well, anything for me because reindeer reindeers are, are goofy. Yeah, they're not inherently sexy the way that like a bear or a wolf is sexy. Yeah. Even a deer is sexier than a reindeer. Why? Because they've got grace. All right, my next category, because I was also new that this was such a short book. I have so many questions and categories and segments for us. Okay. Oh, if you could be a shifter, what animal would you want to shift into? Or what animal do you think you would? Like, what do you embody? What do I embody? Yeah. I'm, I'm a Leo, so I'd be a lion. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I'd want my, my mane to be, like, pet. Con- and my, yeah, like, just... Stroke my mane mm-hmm. and rub my paws. And then once you get a little hot, then you turn back into Clayton yeah. and you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be me. That's I'd a be a one. lion. Yeah. You came to that quick. Had you thought about it before? You uh-huh. were like. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. <laughs> Who hasn't? I would be the, my top two would be a lion or a horse. Like a, a wild horse? horse. A wild horse. All right. Like a Mustang. Yeah. That just runs around unrestrained. Never been rode. No. No. Nobody can ride me. Except. Your faded mate. Yes. And then she can ride you and that's how you know. Yeah. And she, t- I'm like, I'm this, I'm like this like bucking horse and I'm just always angry and I'm always running free and I never stay in one place. And then I meet this lovely woman who she just is like, looks in my eyes and I can tell that she knows me, you know? And then she tames me mm-hmm. as a horse. Right. And then I turn into a dude. And <laughs> she gets a surprise. And she gets a surprise. I, somebody needs to write this because how great would it be? And then the two of you go on the rodeo circuit together. Fucking clean house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you start your life together. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, yeah. We're, we're giving out million dollar ideas here. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a good one. What about you? What would you be? If you could be I a think shifter. horse is good. I, was, I said a house cat, though. You'd be a house cat. Because I would like to lay down without shoulders and see what that's like. <laughs> I've always wanted to. Lay <laughs> down without shoulders. It's a, yeah. It seems more comfortable. And then also like a house cat. It's like you don't really have to worry about anything. Like well, I would live in like a nice house and just like sleep in the sun. I like finding my light. Wait. So is that just like a light? Are we talking about a romantic light? Like what would be the situation there? Or you just want to be a cat so you can I just, just, just chill out. <laughs> just so I can fucking relax. That's all I'm thinking. So this about. has nothing to do with finding love. It didn't occur to me that I would fuck anybody. I was just like, Oh, just leave me alone. Put out a little dish of water and let me lay in the sun for 12 hours. That's, That's so, all I wanted. That, okay. 
I don't know. Is it sex? Like, I don't know. Then maybe like a horse as well. I was a horse girl, so it's oh, not elite. When you were when you were a kid. Yeah. I think most girls like horses, right? It's a certain age to yeah. get into the horses. There's something to be said there about the age that women become obsessed with horses and what that means, but that's for another day. If you could turn into an inanimate object, what would it be? Hmm. Maybe like a pretty statue. People come by and admire me. I'd like it. Could your eyes but move? inside. Yeah. Oh, inside, not an outside statue. No, an inside statue. Okay. Like a bust. Yeah. That'd be fun. Maybe in a theater and then I could just like watch the shows all the time. That'd be So you could see. You're, you're sentient. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not me. Then it's just a block of stone. Then that's a statue. Yeah. That's true. I get to come alive every once in a while to chat. I don't know what I would be. I think I'd be a, 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 a maybe a seashell. That's nice. That'd be cool. Would you be like on the back of someone's toilet in like the suburbs or like in the ocean? Yeah, I'd be glued on the back of a toilet. <laughs> That'd be my luck. My big dream is big. I'll just be a seashell and maybe some somebody will pick me up and I'll be their, their lucky seashell and they'll put me in a box or they'll put me back in the ocean. But no, I'll just get glued onto a tacky fucking toilet seat in Florida. So, yeah. What if you're like a, um oyster shifter? <laughs> yeah, it turned into an oyster. <laughs> well, oysters are supposed to be aphrodisiacs. Yeah. So then the the woman would be like slurping me. And, and then, then you'd be like, and then, uh, then I'd be like, I'm slurping you. <laughs> That'd be great. The slurper becomes the slurped. <laughs> anyway, would you fuck them, Blitz? Riley? No. You wouldn't? No. Riley, I mean, uh, you know what bothered me about Blitz? Blitz was a dick. Right. His comments were so, uh, she was in a car accident that was terrifying that she even says in this book. So she goes off the road into a lake, falls into the lake. The water is rising. She can't get out. Because her car's all crunched up. She thinks she's going to die. And he pulls her out and saves her. And then later, he's given her shit for bad driving. Oh, yeah. And I want to be like, Blitz, you're an asshole. Like, also, it was a storm. Yeah, it was a storm. And, how, like, what was she supposed to do? She lost everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she lost everything. Blitz did she, seem kind of like an asshole. You're right. Yeah, he and he he his he just yeah he had sarcastic comments for everything. I mean, sarcasm is the worst personality trait someone can have. When people when that becomes their personality, yes, sarcasm is is just a should be a tool in your in your toolbox. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be the whole box, right? You know, then you're just a tool. Ooh. Yeah, right? Ooh, I love it. Now everything's flowing. Put it on a pillow <laughs> and glue it to a toilet. I love glue it. Glue it to a toilet. <laughs> glue that one to a toilet. <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah, you wouldn't have a pillow in the bathroom. That'd be disgusting. No, some people do. Where? Just someplace. Like, like a, a bath pillow? That's nice. No, like they'll have, say like there's a little place to sit, like a ledge in the bathroom sometimes, and people will just put pillows there. What? Like someone's just going to sit in the bathroom and just chill out. Is it a big bathroom? It's big enough, yeah. Hmm. I went to my friend's house once and her bathroom had a like a dining set in it. 
a dining set. It was massive. And all of the tile was Versace. It was bananas. Who dines in the bathroom? I don't know. Well, it wasn't like for dining, but it was just like that people would sit around. I don't, I didn't understand it, but it was the biggest bathroom I've ever been in. That is bizarre. What do you think their star signs are? It's hard to say. Well, geez, we just don't know these characters. Like, that's what's hard. Riley, we know nothing about. Mm-hmm. We know nothing other than she's a, uh, she's a character who got screwed over by Guy, which happens in all these books, usually. Um, but yeah, what what's not, you're the you're kind of more of the expert. Well, just to give people an idea. So as I said previously, I am a Leo. Mm-hmm. You are also mm-hmm. a Leo. And producer Pat is a Leo. So we're all Leos in this room. Right. You know more about uh, th- that kind of stuff than I do. So could you get like Blitz? What kind of personality was he? I mean, I would say maybe. Maybe a Virgo. Okay. Because he's very focused on work. Because he was really bummed that he couldn't be at work. Yeah. So possibly Virgo. I would say say she's probably a Cancer. Okay. Because I think she was very into being altruistic. Sensitive. Homebody, very sensitive. She wanted to kind of disappear in his. She was very into just being held by him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's my best guess. But if somebody else thinks differently, let me know. We should ask the author if she gave any thought to that. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Do you think the authors do give thought to what sign their characters are? They don't. They should. So, funnily enough, this book is on no Goodreads lists. Well, really? No lists? No lists. When is this published? Recent-ish, I think. Fairly fairly new? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I picked three reviews. I thought it would be fun. We'd read the reviews and see if we agree. 2015. Okay. So fairly recent. Yeah. So my first review. What you'll find in the story, a cast of remarkable, remarkably impressive and engaging characters, fabulous storyline, powerful and picturesque scene descriptions, humor, gripping suspense, life-threatening danger, holiday magic surprises, skyrocketing, heart-pounding, sensual romance, and a melt-your-heart and... And a melt-your-heart-ending, leaving you wanting more. That was Cheryl. I disagree. I disagree, Cheryl. Sorry, Cheryl. That was a lot of adjectives for a book that was also like 100 pages. Mm -hmm. Is Cheryl a bot? No. Okay. I don't know, actually. She could be. (laughs) I think she might be just very generous with her praise, which, you know what? It's not a bad way to go through life, and I appreciate you, Cheryl. You know what? You're right. Yeah. I should be more like Cheryl. You should. All right. Next. I have a huge problem with the plot. There are hints of something big about the family, and yes, haha, I get the reference. He works basically for Santa. But it isn't the real deal, Santa. It's unclear where the money comes from. It's a huge charity, or is it some large company that is similar to Santa's workshop? So much of his life goes unanswered. I just can't give it more than two stars. That was Country Goose. Country Goose, (laughs) I like you. Yeah. Country Goose, you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. No offense to Cheryl. Cheryl can like what she likes. Country Goose is given some thought to this stuff. Right. Like me. Mm-hmm. She couldn't get past it. She didn't talk about the, the romance or the characters, anything. She was just like, here are the problems I have with the plot. Where is the money coming from? It's true. Right? But that's an interesting thing. Follow the money. Like, is it just a charity? Find the fraud. We got to figure out what's going on here with these Frost brothers. Right. Because and this fake Nick character. Yeah. And he was at the wedding. 
If only we could have been at that wedding. Yeah, he shows up at their wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It is interesting because then if it isn't actually Santa Claus, it, but then it's just, like, really convenient. Yeah. And then were their parents just, like, they had one reindeer shifter baby, and they're like, let's just see if we get nine, and we'll just start naming them after. That, that's insane. It's too much. Country Goose, I like you. Yeah, Slide country, into our DMs. Yeah. Country Goose, what's up? Um, all right. I have one more. Okay. Okay, this was cute. It's a quick read, but full of something smoking, full of some smoking sweet loving. This is a great twist for a Christmas romance. It's cleverly written, uncomplicated, and fun to read. You'll look at reindeer at Christmas time a lot differently after this one. Wink. If you're looking for a fun, light, feel good romance, and this is the one to pick up, Elizabeth. Uh, uncomplicated. This was nothing but complicated. <laughs> yeah, I think she was just hinting at things that were too big. Uh huh. To not then go into what tropes are present in this one? Did you write down a list? <laughs> um. So insta love. Uh. Uh-huh. Because he, he's totally into her. Do right. you, is it insta love or is it just attraction? I have faded mates. Like I think he F- thinks he's he, the, his mate. He never felt like this before with anybody. Mm-hmm. Is what he said. That's the line. Yeah, we've all he, heard it before. He said this from California all the way to Pennsylvania. This guy's crossed the map. He's got O'Reilly and Just everybody. the United States, though. Just the United States. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shifter. Mm-hmm. Holiday. I mean, is he like a hero because he saves her? Yeah. That's it. I can't think of anything else. That's good. What did I have? Shifter, Insta Love, Big Family, Reindeer Shifter, Curvy Heroine, Christmas Time, Rural Living, Hero Saves Heroine, Famous Hero, Big T shirt. Because I loved that T shirt. <laughs> big T shirt is a great trope. <laughs> that was just for me, though, because I was really interested in that T shirt. It seemed like a perfect size. I don't know. I was into it. Yeah, the T shirt that she wears. Mm-hmm. I just love, like, after a warm bath and you just put on, like, a big, perfect, comfy T shirt. I thought it was great. Yeah, I always, when I was a kid, when my sister would have sleepovers, like that was the style at the time. I don't know if it's probably still a style, but like of the like wearing just a big T-shirt as mm-hmm. pajamas. And I remember being like, oh, that's so cool that girls just wear big T-shirts as pajamas. Like I was like, could I get away with that? I was like, I can't get away with that. But it was like a girl thing. Yeah. I always thought that was really cool. You can do it, though. Just like a long fucking Bart Simpson T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Yeah. I just got mine from the body shop. I loved them. Just big T-shirt. Yeah. I should do the big T-shirt. Yeah. Do it. I just don't know if I could find a big enough T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, it's that's why be... I said it was a trope, because I'm like, this is a perfect big T-shirt. Yeah, it's not. It's got to be long. It's like, mm-hmm. it's more long than big. It's oversized, but mm-hmm. for me, I'm like six foot so i'd have to find a really big t-shirt yeah to go down to like at least mid thigh it's got to go to the knee oh, okay yeah i mean f- for me it's got to go to the knee <laughs> if any other thoughts well i feel bad because this is supposed to be a joyous occasion joyous no, occasion but i think if you don't feel it then you don't feel it that's yeah. okay too i just don't want to be mean Around the holidays. But uh, no, we are going to give her a second chance. Yes. I'll put another one of her books on the list and we'll say we really gave her the shot because, yeah, just reading somebody's novella I think is tough. So that'll be good. And then, um, no, but yeah, you cannot like a book. 
You're yeah. not saying this genre is stupid. You're not saying even shifters are stupid. No. Because you I, are like, I want more shifter. Yeah. But it to be an, an apex predator, which is fine. Yes, that's what it is. I think I was mad that it's not an apex predator. Because mm-hmm. as I've realized with the this podcast, I need an alpha. You do. I want an alpha. If you're not an alpha, sorry, buddy. There is something about you that wants a big man to just take care of you. Yes. <laughs> Don't we all? Nice. Yeah. So we'll make sure and the was, next one is an alpha. I was acting out. You were. <laughs> Does anything have you swooning this week? Uh, well, yeah, it is the holidays. Mm-hmm. So instead of talking about a thing, I want to swoon about some people Aww. in my life. My friends. Aww. Who I love. Because it's uh, Christmas time, and mm-hmm. this is the time to think about the people you love and the people that are in your life that you appreciate. And I have the greatest friends in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here with two of them right now. <laughs> I'm so happy that I get to goof around and uh, write and do podcasts, and we see each other like at least once a week, which is really hard. At you know, the older you get, the harder it is to keep close friendships. And I think I'm very lucky to have very close friends who are the funniest, nicest people in the world. So. I'm swooning over my friends this week. That's nice. Yeah. I lo- yeah, you do get to spend a lot of time. Oh, yeah. With your friend, Like, yeah, my husband being one of your best friends, which I think is really sweet. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I'm extremely lucky, so I want to make sure that everybody knows it. Aww. Say, say, Tell your friends you love them this holiday. Yeah, I think sometimes it's so family-focused mm-hmm. that I think it is always nice to also sort of, like, reach out to friends. Mine now is going to seem very shallow. <laughs> <laughs> Because mine is just the, this, uh, the holiday episodes of Nailed It on Netflix. Don't you just love the holidays? As long as we are spending it together. And we'll probably eat things that are pretty awful. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh, God. Today, three amateur bakers will attempt to recreate some professional holiday desserts and compete for a chance to win $10,000. Seems easy, right? I don't know how I'm going to do this. Which I think is also fantastic if you are around family. And I do think it's so hard sometimes with you, when you're with your family to like, what's something we all want to watch? And I say, nailed it. It's funny. It's heartwarming. Nobody swears. Nobody has sex. And then you have to like pretend not know what sex is because you're in front of like your great aunt. Like, you're good. So I say, nailed it. Nice. Something the whole family can watch. Yes. All right. We did it. Did we do it? We did <laughs> What did I do? You did a great job. I'm going to go back and listen to this and be like, what was up my ass? <laughs> this is like normally we record at like a sensible hour on a Sunday. It's nine o'clock on a Monday. No one's their best at this time. That's true. But we got through it. We did. Thank and you. you got through it. Congratulations, Thank listener. <laughs> Thanks for still listening the with us. true heroes. So if you do have, if you want to suggest the shifter book, if you have an opinion on their star signs, anything else you just want to say hi you can always email us at learning the tropes podcast at gmail.com on twitter we're at learning tropes and on instagram we're at learning the tropes if you're on uh any sort of social media platform just search learning the tropes will pop up or not if we're not there yet um and then next week do you know what we're reading next week not off the top of my head <laughs> You did text me it, but I don't remember what it was. So next week we're reading The Suffragette Scandal by Courtney Milan. There's no shifting in it. There are suffragettes. It's the fourth in a series 
but you don't really need to have read the rest of the series, although you could. It's the Brother Sinister series, which is a great series to read for sure. I'm excited to hear what you think about Courtney Milan. She's a really, really great author. Nice. Well, I'm excited. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Yes. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.